Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College at Rouge, Louisiana. Good evening, each and every one, and God bless you. It's always a privilege that we have to just have a, a history talk, and also it's it just words of wisdom, and, the, and everything that we do has been researched. Everything that I speak on has been carefully researched, and it's the truth. Uh, so many years that we've been in America as African Americans, we have been lied to about history and, and it's true what they say history but you spell the history that's taught in america and in europe you spell it h-i-s dash s-t-o-r-y his story it's the story and lie of uh europeans or caucasians the lies that have been uh, perpetrated on on uh, from continent to continent, especially in the United States of America and other places such as Africa, the conquest and conquering of Africa and the colonization and the murders of millions of, of Africans that have have been killed. That has never been the truth, and they've never been told. Uh, when you ask to teach critical race theory, uh, true history. It can never be taught in uh, in America because they want to keep the little what they call white lie going. Uh, they know that they have this thing about Columbus discovering America, but uh, you had over 70-plus indigenous people already here. So they don't want to tell the truth no matter what goes on. We even have a day what they call Columbus Day. It's a holiday, a holiday made off of a lie. Now, uh, we're going to go into things because all for the last, uh, all right at two weeks, they've been having the funeral and for, uh, I'm going to call her this, but I, I only have one king, that's and that's King Jesus. Okay, I want you to understand that, and that's God. But uh, I want I want I want to just discuss something about Elizabeth II, how she came in when she came into mm-hmm. really power. It's been over seventy years. Within that seventy years, the colonization and the treatment of Africans have been just just horrible. Just I mean, you have to say it just horrible, and so many have been killed. And uh, during this time, so many have been killed, uh, millions, matter of fact, 
throughout Kenya and throughout uh, Western Africa have been killed. It's imperative that we understand these things, that so many people were killed under, and that's why some people say it's negative and people shouldn't say things about it. They said that they wished that they were glad she had passed. She was deceased, and they prayed that she burned in hell. But see, you're only in Europe, you only hear positive things, but not the treatment of other people under her administration in Africa, the African continent, how they suffered under her, the administration that she was. So when people tell the truth, sometimes people tend to think that, you know, that it's bad to say things. But if a person treats you like an animal, steal your land, steal your diamonds, steal your minerals, and kill your people, if you say it, then you're wrong. And I noticed that throughout America. If you tell the truth about the suffering of a people, oh, it's okay for the, the so-called Jews to, to say about the Holocaust, but they say no, no CT or CRT in, in public schools. Or we're the only person that they tell to forget about what happened in our past, but they could tell you the past history uh, of, of the plight of the so-called Jews, the plight of uh, those leaving Europe coming to America. It's okay for them to tell that, but you black folk don't say anything. Now, I want to just tell you something since we're talking about uh, Queen uh, Elizabeth II. That is something that I have to admonish that she really did that I do really like. I want to. I just want to read a little clipping from you. On on September the tenth, twenty twenty two, Allison Weird, if American, and wrote this article. If if America knew, online blog ran the following article under the title "Over One Hundred and Twenty Countries, but Never Israel." Queen Elizabeth unofficial broadcast. And what it was talking about, she visited over 120 countries, but she boycotted what they call so-called Israel. As a matter of fact, for first thing, though, the people there are Caucasians. They are not Israelites. They never lived in that part. That is not their country. It's never been their country. They were put there in 1948. And 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 then it goes on to say, I must read the report state that on on a 1984 visit to Jordan, the Queen stands on the Jordan side of the mountain border, looking the Jordan River and into the lower lying western bank. Talking about looking in the western bank of Israel, her highest was her her her, her highness was disturbed when uh, Israel jet passed overhead as she looked at the West Bank from across the river. How frightening, she muttered. Then King Hussein's wife, uh, that's Queen Nora, replied, it's terrible. Later, upon being shown a map of the West Bank with settlements marked on it, he said, what a depressing map how they took all that land from the people of Palestine. And the, the reason that they, they flew to just, they knew that Queen Elizabeth II was going to was standing there 
and they were angry with her because she would not vivid them, but she had reason why she wouldn't vivid them. She may not have taken up with the plight of the Africans, but she did take up with the plight of the Palestinians. This is what she said. I'm inclined to believe that the Israeli jet fighters was a stick it in your eye for Her Majesty refusal to vivid Israel. This after the British official acknowledged that Her Majesty boycott would end when a, a sustainable peace will be achieved. The sustainable peace never have been been reached. So she never, she visited 120 countries, but she would never go. And, and she had many reasons why she wouldn't win it. Then since former Herzog editor-in-chief David Lando penned a convoluted and caustic piece accusing the British monarch of being vengeful for her father clamping down on Jewish terrorists during the mandate time, a time when Oregon terrorists were rampant. To wit, the bombing of Jerusalem King David Hotel that toppled the entire six-story left wing, killing 91 people, including 41 Palestinians, 28 Brits, 19 Jews, Arameans, uh, Assyrians, and Egyptians. Landau lamented, lament was, Acostas is there another member of the state, of the state. Now, what it's saying is they even blew up that King David Hotel. And then they just said that the King David, I said the iconic, isn't it that the King David Hotel stood are standing directly across from the Jerusalem iconic YMCA. Also iconic is the fact that Menningham uh, began terrorist prior excellence was the mastermind who would later become Israel Prime Minister and the recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize. Then they say the likes of giving, that would be like the giving Claudius Bobby, the butcher of of, 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 of line, the humanitarian award. They were saying like giving that. Dr. Kemp. Everyone, please stand by. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp on YAT Radio. It's Breaking Chains. Our presidents in America, 
We have supported Israel through all their low dealings, all the murder that they did on the Palestinians. Now, I want you to understand this. America, France, Italy, Germany, Britain, all know that the people that's there in Jerusalem right now are not the true Israelite Hebrews. They have no claim to that land other than the countries that I've said. They needed some way to live because the people did not want them in Europe. They originally, if you say you're Eskenized Jew, Jew, you're saying that you come from around the Ukraine, Caucasian Mountain, and Russia, and then Lithuania. That's the area where you come from. That's what you are not the descendant of, of you're not Semitic, of, or you're not a descendant of Shem, but Japheth. Then the next one is also a descendant of Japheth. They call the Khazar, call themselves. They're from around, around uh, they're from, they, they, they from, they're from north of Turkey, around Iraq, uh, area. They they have no claims to the Holy Land. All of them are convert, and then the, then they have the Sephirim. They are they also they come from Portuguese and Spain. Bloodline, uh, uh, all of them are converts. They are not uh, Israelite Hebrews. Matter of fact, the Israelite Hebrew were brown and dark skinned people. They were of the Negro race. You can look up in Zondervan Bible Dictionary definition, and you look up Zondervan Bible Dictionary definition of of Ham. They say Ham is the progenitor of the dark race. The Ethiopians, the Egyptians, who you notice that they now they'll tell you the dictionary tell you that they are the dark race, but now they're being being played by white folk, and then now you have the nomadic Arabs there, but I have to tell you about them. The Libyans and the Canaanites, that's right around uh, uh, Palestine. And so, but they said that, that, that Ham is the progenitor of the dark race. Now they said the Ethiopian, the Egyptian, they say the Libyans and the Canaanites. But then they go on and say that he was the youngest son of Ham, born 96 years before the flood. But he is not the progenitor of the Negroes. The progenitor of the Negroes are the Semitic people. If you look up, the Sumerians were chocolate color with stout noses. That means thick noses, and you know what color chocolate is. That's why Abraham came from Ur the Chaldees of Mesopotamia. That's why. And then if you would look up. Uh, uh, Gamma Abdel Nasser's speech in 1952, where he said, we the Arab League refuse to accept these Hebrew-speaking Gentiles. Gentile mean you're not, not you 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 you're not of the, you're not a Hebrew. These Hebrew-speaking Gentiles, and he goes on to say, how can a man leave black and come back white? In other words, he was saying in 1948. Europe put white people in a place where black people left. 
and say that the Arab people say they refuse to accept them. So that that there's there's conflict in that. And I don't believe in with with uh by so much have been said about the Queen and uh things like that and I don't agree with so much that she've done. But I I truly have to uh commend her for not going and spending any time over there in Jerusalem with those fake people who call themselves revelation say there are there are folk who call themselves the Jews who are not. They have no bloodline at all as being Jews. You could go to a book and I'm gonna give you the title of the title of this article. You could you could you could Google it. The mysterious origin of the Eskenized Jews. And they're gonna give you where they originated from and tell you that this is no black man doing this either. They will tell you that they are not Israelite people, that they have no claim to the land. But that's the majority of the people, but they are converts. They do they took up the religious belief. And and so that has nothing to do with the people that's over there. And I applaud her for not going there and they kill the people that's been living in that area. Now, I want us to understand, too, things are going pretty tough with our economy, and we've been going through this for the last four decades. And and, and we need to find out what's happening, and not only with the Republicans, but also with the Democrats play a a part in it, too, uh, and things like this. Uh, I remember right here in Louisiana, some 40-something years ago, when we had President Edwin Edwards. And he he signed the bill right to work. And so that, that helped dissipate the, uh, the unions and take the unions down, and they could pay you any little crumbs of money. And I want you to understand that in 1957, my father traveled to Chicago with the – I'm looking at a picture right now – AFL-CIO, to try to make sure that black unions would be able to get unions by the federal government, get paid on a union scale. So I I, uh, feel strongly about the the unions. I want you to understand that because I'm a a product of a father who worked with a union and helped raise and educate his children. Now, I want us to, to listen at this. The standard line in policies and circles about discern inequality for the last four decades is that it is just an unfortunate outcome of technological change. As a result of technological development, education is much more highly valued and physical labor has much less value. That's that's part of that. That's a half-truth, which is a lie. The drop uh, drop in relative income for workers without college degree is unfortunate. Now, 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 listen at this. This is unfortunate and provides ground for lots of hands wrangling and blustering in the in the elite media outlet. But hey, what can we say? Manufacturing played a central role in the story. Since it's historically been the major source of high-paying jobs for workers without college degrees, manufacturing jobs offers 
a pay premium almost 17% in the 80s. This had fallen sharply by the start of the decade and had largely disappeared in more recent years. Now, listen at this. The decline of the wage premium has coincided with the plunge in ununionized rates and manufacturing. Approximately 20% of manufacturing workers were unionized at the start of 1980. And now 20% of manufacturing in 1980 were people in the union. And 2021 is down to 7.7%. Now listen at this. Of the manufacturing workers were in the union, only slightly higher than the average of 6.1% in the private sector. Only a very few people were getting union wages. I'm reminded of the fact ever so often because I I retired from Exxon Refinery. I worked at Exxon Refinery, and we would work along with other pipe fitters, and we would look at and then they had electricians and welders and mill work, mill right, and, and things like that. And we made uh, if we made twenty some dollars an hour back in the eighties, they would pay them thirteen dollars. The reason we got it was because we got the union pay scale, and they did the exact same work, but they were non-union because of the right to work, and they made less than what we made. But people try to blame it on other things. Okay, the media endlessly hit us with the line that. This is just as unfortunate outcome of technological uh, progress. Washington Post columnist Catherine Rappel gives us the latest rendition this morning. Now, they show this graph. The graph shows just how it fell down. You know, the, the, when you see this curve, you could only see the graph, the graph where they show how many jobs were lost and how it went. You know, however, the story becomes very different over the next decade. From the middle of 1998 to December of, of 2007, manufacturing lost almost 4 million jobs. This means that after seeing a drop in employment of just 4.4%, over 28 years, manufacturing saw a decline in employment of more than 22% less than a decade. Now, you have to understand when they say like 40 years, you have to go back 40 some years. So you're going back in the 70s and the early 80s, and that's around the Reagan, that, 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 that next one right around the Reagan time. How that it was, it was up, but it started dropping with these guys. Slowly, the, the, the job would be slowly become lost. Some of it started with the pyramid, like it's like a pyramid called called, called uh, 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 trickle down economics, where you give all these tax breaks to to the rich, and they're supposed to add more jobs, but they took a lot of them overseas. But at the same time, that wasn't really just all of it. The a whole lot of it was that they got rid of union jobs, and what they did was take away what people were making good money working through the unions, and after they did that, took it away, it was no longer uh, paid. You couldn't hardly live off of what they started paying people with trade. 
Now, they're 22% of less than a decade. What that looks like, there is something to see. It lost 2 million jobs in the Great Recession, talking about coming up to coming up to the time which began in 2007, talking about Barack Obama. The item to see in this graph is the explosion of trade deficits this decade with the deficit on goods and more than 6% of the GDP during this period. In short, a huge increase in the trade deficit coincides with a mass unprecedented loss. But trade is not the whole story now, because they're trying to tell you uh, with, with, uh, with uh, ex-president, he was talking about the trade deficit. But I want to tell you something about that trade. He started charging that the people when they were importing things from China and other places to here, where the Chinese charge more exporting the tax on America. Keep us in prayer. I don't know why we keep having these technical difficulties. We'll get Dr. Kim right back. Stand by. History Talk, Breaking Chains, YAT Radio. Please leave your message for... Again, I want to say that I'm sorry we had some difficult, uh, technical difficulties. Now, I want to get back to what I was talking about. You know, but trade, what I was telling you, but trade is not the whole story of the forward uh, risk redistribution of the last day. And I'm talking about all the distribution of wealth and everything. We also made government grants, patents, and copyright monopoly are larger and stronger. We also encourage financial sectors to become bloated, giving big paycheck to Wall Street types at an expense of the rest of the people of the country. And we have corrupted corporations, corporates, governments, structures that allow CEO and other top management to line their pockets and rip off companies they work for and we also ensure that highly paid professionals like doctors and uh, dentists are protected from the same competition that their less educated counterparts are doctors are protected if you have trades and things that you're not protected this is the topic of a ridge it is also the focus of many videos in recent uh, days in the Institute of Learning. 
it's, it's time that we really, really learn. You know, the whole stir about the trade and the redistribution and things like that and how Wall Street are lying in their pockets, how they broke the union backs that now. So where they broke the union backs was uh, people were not getting paid a scale. Uh, those who understand anything about a union understand that under the, the different unions, you had to pay that union scale. And every person, if you would, would pay a union, and you were an electrician or mechanic or whatever, you had a scale that folk had to pay you. But when the way the way it's been done with so many others is is that they don't redistribute this. This is something that that's been done to us and taken away the union. If we can ever go back and get the unions to 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 begin to to do what they're supposed to do and get the unions back, and uh, I do. Uh, Extend and take my hat off to President Obama for doing just that. Uh, he his last speech he was talking with was with the unions and how you know and, and, and how how he was raised. His father was in the union, and so that was very good. And so I just want to say uh, it's 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 very very imperative that we try to build up our unions and try to unionize where we can get a, a wage, a living, and they used to call it a living wage because what we have today uh, is not a living wage. You know, it's, it's not a living wage. So it's time that we pay our people a living wage. And in America, it, it just looks like the rich are getting richer, and we always say that the poor are getting poor. America failed to uh, pay its workers. But then I, I go to these meetings, and I just have to say this. I'm a person, I'm an activist, and I speak the truth. When you go to different meetings and you see people always talking about crime, 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 I just... Uh, heard on television that New Orleans is the murder capital of America. It it, it really doesn't uh, doesn't really faze me because I know New Orleans is war, a very poor city and people might oh no New Orleans not. Well the the job that's mainly in New Orleans is in hotel, motel Terrorist, tourist, uh, conventions, uh, hospital workers, and, and that's where the majority are working in nightclubs. That's what it, that it is. Those are not high-paying jobs. That's what the majority of people work are doing. They're working minimum wage or a little above twelve dollars, fifteen dollars, thirteen dollars an hour. And to raise a family, and and don't you know? And the, the the thing that hurts me is when they say we got to find out ways to stop the crime. Well, the thing that you need to do is I, I told them one night in a, in a racial meeting, in a race meeting on race about stopping crime, and they're always trying to click, they put their heads together and see 
well, how are we going to do what we could do, what we need to do? We don't know what to do to stop crime. Well, pay people living wages. There's not one country where poverty don't don't breed crime. Wherever you find people in deep poverty, you find crime. So don't fool and, and think that blacks and others are dumb or people are just dumb and don't understand that if you don't give me a living wage, I'm going to still try to dress nice. I'll still try to have things. I'm going to sell drugs to try to have nice things. And if you are, uh, 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 um, if you if I'm raised under these these different circumstances and seeing things on television, people are dressing good and living well. I'm gonna try the same thing and do what it what it takes to do that. But I wanted to just talk about that, and I want to discuss too. We're gonna because so many things have been alluded to this week, and I, I hated to watch a lot of it because it was dealing with uh, the Queen of, of England and uh, so many things and so many African Americans had negative things to say about her. I did have something positive to say she would not visit uh, Israel, and because of their hostility, the, human, the inhumane treatment that they did with the Palestinian, but that's not where the most inhumane treatment came. They killed millions of people in Africa. The people in Africa asked her and and and, and the, the Britain to bring their diamonds back with their have on chairs and on crowns and some of the largest diamonds in the world that they exploited the people and stole it from Africa and killed the people, worked the people in mines. Took the land, worked the people, had to death in mind, and then to conquer the country, they killed so many people to take over the country. So, excuse M. War, as some folk might say, why the people in Africa are talking negative. Some of them are talking negative. Because if you had to suffer under the horror that those individuals suffered under, and you can't speak the truth, something is wrong with you. And if they speak the truth, they can only speak how they've been treated. I can only speak the way I've been treated. I can say certain ways I've been treated by certain groups of people, and other people can say they treated them well. Well, But I'm, I can tell you the truth how they treated me, and that's what I'm saying today, that dealing with her, that that was some negative thing. Getting back to it, it's, I'm waiting, just waiting now for to get the gist of the information dealing with uh, 45, our, our ex-president, uh, the criminal, the demagogue, the misogynist, the xenophobic, racist, bigot, you name anything, antichrist, whatever you want to call him, and, and to those uh, white televangelists that bag him, there's a place prepared for you. And that place is hell because God is a God of love. God is a God of peace. God is not the author of confusion. God is the creator of all men and all men are created the same under God. And it's in time that we teach our children since 
it seems as though they won't teach that teach the children our children the truth that humanity uh is when you're talking about humanity the origin of humanity it came from africa and so when you're talking about there was no caucasian race in hot africa i was looking at the news and they were showing the map of uh the hurricane that's out in the Atlantic. And it was just showing what latitude that Europe is on. If you look at it, Spain and other places would be up toward New York. But if you look at it, Great Britain would almost be up, be past northern Canada, where it stay cold. They can't grow much crop up there. It's no more than like Dr. Hendrick Clark, like a throwed out icebox. It just is cold. They can't really grow. So they had to leave, they leave there and go and kill people and take their land. Violent folk now, they'd only make up 11% of the world population, but they control about 80% of the, of the, of the world countries. Only because, not because there's stronger than other countries, but they are more violent and they don't have that spiritual part of their life. They claim to be spiritual, but a spiritual person can't do what they've done throughout history. Throughout history, they it's, it's, it's like murderers. It's important that we tell our children the truth. It's important that we tell them to, to study, even study white folk books about anthropology. Find out who Lucy is. Find out about in 1974 they found in Ethiopia a skeleton of a woman. 3.2 million years old. A black woman. Tom Gray. I mean, Don Johansson and Tom Gray. Tell them to study even further and find out, study and find out about the O.D. gods. Study and find out about the Leakey, Professor Leakey and his wife, Mary Douglas Leakey. Tell them to just to study and learn of themselves, find out <laughs> about the things that they found out about life. Tell them to look at at things that and 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 those who are running to join the Muslim. Tell them to study the history of Islam. Tell them about Mary Douglas Leakey in in, in 1996 out of British, British paleontologists and and, and Louis Leakey found proconsul skull, the stink ape, which is now believed to be the ancestor almost of the human race. Ask them to learn what zanzantropy is and then let them know about the things that they found in the old gods, things and tools that they showed that man was able to make two, two point one six million years ago. And that's in Africa. That's before people left out of Africa. Tell them to find out. Tell them to go further and, and continue to study. There's a trail that they found. Tim White, that the one that found Lucy, and they found other uh, parts that, and they found about Archula Pippicus with three point 
but they got all red ficus, which is four million years old in Africa. Let's talk about this. The African greatest anthropologist, you know, been hiding things about Africa for so many years. The French, the British tried to hide. The Egyptians were black. The Greek, the Romans of their time were black. Even to right now, I, I would submit to you that if you would Google what cut was was key, was Queen Elizabeth, who just passed, did she have a black bloodline? And they're going to trace it back to a Queen Charlotte, who was a mulatto, means she was black. She was the Queen of England. That didn't come out because uh, they, they, they don't like to talk about that. Even kings back then, some of the first kings of, uh, 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 in Europe were, were, uh, uh, were black. Uh, they don't like to talk to you about that. They don't like for you to talk about due to the fact that if we trace back the DNA on our motherly line, which is called um, uh, our maternally inherited, which is our mitochondrial DNA, that within ourselves, all humans have the same theoretical common ancestor. I mean, we all have the same great, great, if you call how a thousand of greats, grandmother, we'll trace it back to mitochondria Eve. She lived about 200,000 years ago in South Africa. She was not the first human, but every other human lineage eventually had no female offspring. And then that's failing to pass on the mitochondrial DNA. And as a result, all humans today can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to her. Everybody, she's the, the great-grandmother of all living. Within her DNA and that of her peers exists all the genetic variations we see in the contemporary world today since her time. Now, Populations uh, have drifted apart. Whites went up in Europe. You have your Chinese, you have your Australian, you have your Pacific Islanders, you know, you have your Native Americans. But if you trace their DNA, everybody's DNA will take them straight back to her, to mitochondria Eve. Now, about 300 years before the birth of Christ, in southern Africa, they found a skeletal remains of the closest relative to mitochondria Eve. Now, mitochondria Eve, this guy was a fisherman whose skeletal remains they found on the coast of South Africa was the closest genetic match to Eve. They found his skeletal remain in what they call St. St. Helen Bay in South Africa. The archaeologist was name was Andrew Smith and he was from the University of Cape Town. Now, we need to understand that when people go looking for DNA or the origin of man, they don't go to Europe, they go to Africa. 
They don't go to China. They don't go to any other place, but they go straight to Africa. And why, 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 Pastor, they go to Africa? Because it is the cradle of civilization. And some of us are, are wondering, well, why we look so different? Well, if you do some research with Gregoire Mendo, you'll find out that the father, he was the father of, gen, of genetics and inheritance involving the passing of discrete units of inheritance or gene from one parent to another. Mendo had three laws, the law of independence assortment, the law of uh, dominance, the law of segregation. Now, I want you to understand, Mendel came up with a finding where he said that black and brown skin is dominant, that brown eyes come from dominant genes. Black skin or brown skin come from dominant genes. Light white skin or pale skin come from recessive genes. Blue eyes come from recessive genes. Now, 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 and, 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 and so this tells me something. And this, I was showing some folk a picture of this uh, African girl. She was very dark-skinned, but she was there with, looked like an albino white baby with blonde hair and blue eyes, and the baby, but her husband was dark as she was. But the child had blue eyes, blonde hair, and what it is, what she was, it, you have to understand what happened there. And and we've been hearing a lot of things about the term mutation. We've heard so much about the term mutation since COVID came. And it's imperative that we understand that 7,000 years ago, that when whites left out of Africa, this that's when they're not 7,000 years ago. They didn't leave 7,000, excuse me, 770,000 years ago. A modern human established themselves in smaller branches. They first stopped off right there in what we call where the Arabs are today, in the Middle East, and they established foothold in Asia. Later on, they spread it. That was 40,000 years ago when they first left out, but they didn't go to Europe until 70,000 years ago, and when they spread it east, and west to Europe, and until they reached America. Now, I want you to understand that the original people, if you look where Africa is, the original people had to be a people of color. That was burned. They even called Egypt, Kim, the land of Kim, which means black. They called the Ethiopians Kush, which means burnt face. And it tells you the color of the people. Now, I want you to understand when I say a mutation, uh, how they, their skin color changed and how their eyes changed. They went through this cold, cold climate, living in caves, and they went through a mutation and changed from black to albino. And, and that's all Caucasians are albinos. Okay, if you look up the definition of a mutation, it is the change of a structure of a gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generations. 
after they, they went from uh, Star came and got again pale skin, they transported through subsequent generations. Now listen to what they say. Caused by alteration of a single base unit in DNA or deletion or insertion or rearrangement of a large section of a gene. Now, now they have a deletion of melanin, meaning they don't have skin color. Melanin is which give you color. Uh, a mutation, now they say a mutation is, is ultimately the only way in which new variations enter the species. The only way that whites entered into the human species was through a mutation. Now, I want you to understand this, too. Uh, we hear the, the term variant. We hear the term variant uh, about uh, the Omicron variant of uh, COVID-19. And variant and mutation, closely the same thing. But they say a variant is a form or a version of something that differs in some respect from other forms of the same thing or from the standard. The standard human being were dark-skinned black people. But that was the standard. But the variant, as it went about, the mutation, it ended up being Caucasian. This came, this skin went through a whole different uh, complex. Now, it, it's important that we understand those things. And I would, those, those of us who who study, uh, study about Africa and, you know, and things like that, it's important that we understand this. Uh, we talk about the Europeans and the slave trade, and they were horrible bringing us to America and bringing us to Europe and the servanthood. But before the Europeans did it, the Arab slave trade began 700 years before the European slave and the transatlantic, transatlantic slave trade. Slave trade began when Arabs invaded Northern Africa for the first time in the 17th century A.D., 700 years after Christ. The first Arab entered, and so they didn't build a pyramid. Those who you see over there now in Libya and those that you see in Ethiopia and Egypt are not the original. They didn't come until 700 years after the death of Christ, Anna Domini, after the birth of Christ. That's what A.D. means, Anna Domini. All right. The Arab military general name was Amani Abin Alas. He invaded Egypt in December of 639 A.D., Tanzania. And the Western Libya. Now, now, it's, it, now this is something we run and we talk about Christianity. Blacks were dealing with Christianity much before the Arabs even came about. You see, with this Islamic slave trade in Africa, North Africa was Islam. It was Islamized by their Arab slave master. Today, many Arab, many Africans possess are uh, possessed with the knowledge, don't have the knowledge to know how Islam came into being. They do not know how Islam came to Africa. So, 
you you uh, that's uh, we we say it in America is Christianity come from our slave masters, which which it did not. Our slave masters got it from North Africa. All you have to do is do your homework. Your slave masters got it from North Africa. Do your homework. Now the Catholic Church forced their views unto uh, the peaceful uh, conversion and meddling uh, the ideology of different conversions by missions and were historically violent, dehumanizing, and destabilizing for Africa. And this started, the slave trade was okay and under King James administration. I know we love our King, I love my King James Bible. Well, in 1452, King James uh, allowed Pope Nicholas and he signed a referendum for slavery in 1452 before Columbus ever fell the ocean blue because he didn't come here. It's time that we, 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 we start learning about ourselves. Now, it's incumbent upon us to to really, really research and learn these things because I see so many people say, I'm a Muslim. I'm that That's that white man thing that you got. Well, the same people, that is the, the people that had your slave before, the transatlantic tra- slave trade, that was your so-called Muslim. Now, when when you uh, do your research, you'll find out that the Europeans, Germany, Russia, all the European countries gained knowledge from the Greek. The Romans, after the Greek got the knowledge, they passed it on to the Romans, and the Romans passed it on throughout Europe. But they passed it, they had these scholars, like Pythagoras, Euclid, Socrates, Aristotle, Plato. Now, now listen at this, Phil Plato. You heard of Plato? Plato. Plato was a student at Wasik Temple in Egypt for 11 years. He learned from black folk. Also, Aristotle was a student at Wasik Temple for 11 to 13 years at Wasik Temple also. Socrates spent at least 15 years at Wasik Temple in Africa. The same temple, Wasik Temple. So Lucifer was a student for 10 to 11 years at the very same place, that very same temple. Pythagoras spent 22 years there, just to name a few. Egypt have been keeping records as far back as 4,000 to 3,000 B.C. Many Europeans studied also at Timbuktu. Listen at what I'm trying to tell you. If this is 2020 and you add 2,000 to 4,000, that'll tell you over 6,000 years ago when whites were living in caves, they were keeping records in Egypt. They were writing. They, they had math. They had science. They had medicine. Even if they say 3,000 years ago, 
B.C. That's over 5,020 years. But you've been lied to that you don't know anything. And you're the one that taught them math, science, and medicine, architect, astrology, astronomy, excuse me, astronomy. You're the one. Let me tell you something. It wasn't until 332 B.C. before Christ's era, Alexander the Great invaded Egypt or Kermit. Under his military power, philosophers Aristotle and his fellow Greek cohorts stole many archives, books, and other things from Egypt and burned what they could not decipher. And even in Timbuktu. Now, but, but they did not burn everything. There are 11,000 books, private collection in Niger Republic. There are over 700,000 books recorded in history and many other subjects in the libraries in Timbuktu and Mali. There are 3,450 handwritten uh, medieval books and 6,000 surviving in other cities and Walata, also in Mauritania cities. Uh, th- these are records that we have. So they've been told that we didn't write books, we didn't keep history. You know, if we go around listening to a handful of people, one said that blacks only make up one third of the world population, and that's true. If it's three thirds, so that means if you take whites away, then you take if you take the people from India and you take the people from from uh, China, that makes up your three almost. Three third right now is only that 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 that's right at six billion people, six almost seven billion there. The rest of them you only have my brothers and sisters, you don't have eight hundred and fifty million white folk around the world. You you got over one point two billion, almost one point three billion blacks just in Africa, not counting a hundred and some million. That's all around a hundred and a hundred and some plus million. That that's all around in in, in in Brazil. You got them in in in, in the Caribbean, the Caribbean, and the Virgin Islands, and all these islands. You got them in Canada, United States. You have them in Europe. So you have this because it's only seven point five to seven point nine billion people. In America, I mean, in the world today. So when a person say you make up thirty three percent of the population, they're telling you that you make up a large portion of the population of the world. I heard uh, was talking and we was talking about it, but but not to the understanding that this is something that really, really, really uh, we need to check on. And and that is the fact that that we make up that many people in the world population. The only reason that uh, Africa is a poor country is not because of they don't have the knowledge. It has nothing to do with knowledge. The thing is, they were never violent. They were always been spiritual people, <coughs> and. There was some low lives after slavery in 
if you would have those who are studios will look up the Berlin conference that they had in from uh, 1884 uh, to 1885, the conference, the European conference, the European power neatly divided Africa up among themselves. They got together and formed a coalition to go like almost to war and take over African countries and take over the riches that's there. Uh, let me so explain to you something about Africa. Africa is a great country, but they were not, and they try to make you think that African people are violent and all these other things. They were various, African people are very accepting people, and they accepted people to come into their country. Not being dumb, they just were people that trust people. Not, they trust other people, and they try to help other people and feed them. But other people take kindness for weakness. See, I want you to understand this. Africa have always been blessed with a wealth of knowledge, mineral resources, animals, plants. But the hindrance and cruelly suppression by Europe. And, and what are you talking about? I told you about the Berlin Conference, how they carved it up. The French, uh, uh, the Portuguese, the Britain, the Germans, the French, the Italian, all these groups, the Spaniards, they different uh, with, with the French having more part of, uh, of, of Africa, the largest chunk of Africa went under rule of French. Well, the way that they stay in power is that the African need them for any little trade. See, they all come together to work against Africa uh, with the trade. Now, you have the diamond, but nobody's going to buy your diamonds unless you allow uh, different cooperation of Jews to come down there and run the diamond mines. You go down in the earth to get the diamond, and they pay you a little or nothing, they sell the diamonds and they get the largest chunk of the money and they give your country just a little uh, or they some some parts of it but a very small portion of it. And they get the the uh, largest amount of it. Well, you say, well, why don't we do it on our own? Well, other countries, they got it where they stick together and other countries won't buy it from them. They, they refuse to buy it. And so... When I see my little brothers and sisters walking around with all this bling around their neck, and all you're doing is supporting those same racist bigots that that suppressing your people over in Africa with their own with the with their own minerals and things that we have over there, and we have great wealth over there. And one thing they haven't taken all the oil and coffee and. Uh, uh, all the semi-precious stones and more gold is there than anywhere else, and diamonds, uh, plutonium, and all kind of other uh, 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 mineral things, iron ore, and different things that, that you can get from Africa. And the way the climate is in Africa, when you get down toward the equator, you could grow stuff year-round. 
It's like a euphoria. It's like 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 you're like you and somewhere like almost like heaven living there. But they show you a picture of people running around like they're naked, and that's not true. I, I would submit to you, and I would ask you to Google major cities in Africa, and they look like any major city in the United States. I don't care if you go to L.A., Chicago, New York. Houston or wherever you go, the largest cities in the country. I don't care. You go to some of the beach resorts in Miami and other. Look at the places that they have in Africa, and they are absolutely beautiful. But for some odd reason, when they show people Africa, they only show a bunch of poor people half naked. Well, I submit to you that you could go to right around there to, to, to the Rockies, not the Rockies, but you could go right there to Caskill and Adirondack Mountains over around Virginia and New York and all on that East Coast and go where the hillbillies is, and I could show you some people living horrible. I'll go right to the south in the different trailer parks, and people are living horrible. But we don't show that. We just show the major cities. So uh, um, I'm going to stop right there tonight, and I'm going to allow us to share. And if there's anything that you would like to share, I I get a little hyped when I start talking about our history and, and how great a people we are and all the things that we bring to the table for the world today, the inventions. And there are just so many things that we have done uh, for the world and through inventions and other things that we've done discoveries we've done and and i'm just elated when i get that opportunity to share with you guys so we i'm going to ask our i'm going to ask our our facilitator to go ahead and open the lines up amen god bless you pastor uh, uh thank you for such a powerful <laughs> history talk here uh everyone god bless you welcome to break the chains history talk pastor dr lavert kemp the lines are now open if you have a question comment uh statement anything you are live on the air. Welcome to Breaking Chains History Talk. God bless you on the air with Dr. Kemp. Amen, amen. Amen. Good afternoon. How y'all? How's everybody doing this evening? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, well, a little bit under the weather, but I'm here. Thank God. Thank God for y'all. Yo. Once again, the program is going strong. Do it this hear that uh, this knowledge can be passed on. It's, there's such a great need for it at this particular time, especially each, uh, you, you continue to hear them talk about uh, this uh, education thing, that they, they, don't, they don't want the uh, critical mm-hmm. race theory thing taught, but uh, it's not about critical race theory, it's about truth. Uh, if it's true, it's true. You can't uh, uh, have an alt, they say an alternate, alternative truth. I mean, the truth is the truth. And uh, it's too long that in, in, in the education system, they have denied the fact that we, the uh, American slave descendants, have contributed greatly to the well-being, if not to the whole greatness of America. But uh, that's not being taught uh, I was uh, going through uh, some reading in uh, 
they were saying that even in the military uh, back during World War One and Two, uh, they were segregating the troops and not wanting to acknowledge the heroic efforts of uh, 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 black soldiers and stuff. It, it, you know, America has a, a, a sickness. Uh, they, they have a sickness, and it's called racism. They, we, we've been uh, inundated and polluted with it for so long until actually the lies have come to the forefront, and too many Americans uh, believe now that the lie is the truth, and they, they shun and cringe at the truth. You know what I'm saying? And that, that, that's really sad. And I would like to uh, take this time to thank Dr. Williams for having the program on it, we need to call out our Christian brothers and sisters uh, across the width and breadth of uh, America, like uh, Dr. Kemp said. So let, let's 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 start talking Christian about the truth. If we're going to be Christians, we have to stand up for the truth. But uh, for some odd reason, there are those who, like they say, they, they <laughs> the Bible says, if anyone tells you that you can take the word mm-hmm. of Christ Jesus and use it for profit, you know, from such a one fleet to get them around them because this is what's happening right now. We've got too many stove fronts and too many uh, uh, megas, and, and, and they're not teaching the truth at all. They don't want to hear the truth. They just want to lie in their pockets. They fleece in the flock. And uh, that, that uh, that's all I would like to say at this time. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Brother George, for <clears throat> for sharing that with us. Um, it's it's a horrible thing that they wanted. You know, uh, when I was in elementary school, it was, you know, and I went through all the way through high school. I, I didn't go with uh, white kids to school, but we had some real dedicated teachers. But I learned different things that uh, a book of fiction mm-hmm. was. Wasn't wasn't true teaching. I learned that a theory was an unproven fact in elementary school. So I, I try to try to rationalize what people mean by CRT, critical race theory, hmm. and it should be critical race truth. It's the truth, but they don't want to teach it. I heard uh, Brother George said the alternate. They want to use alternate language. Well, the alternate truth is Columbus discovered America, which he never landed in America. That's the <laughs> alternate truth. Uh, they, they have to make up words to uh, communicate different things with uh, us, like like uh, our president. Instead of calling him a lie, they say the alternate truth. In other words, it just says it's a lie, the alternate truth. Mm-hmm. But no, he, he's he's a liar. Mm-hmm. The man told over 50,000 lies in, in four years or less. Uh-huh. No, that's the alternate. That's the, that's the, now, that's the truth. That's not the alternate. Everything he said would be a lie. Even the speech he gave recently, a lie. He gave it in Ohio. He gave a lie. And the people <laughs> actually fall for it. You know, and then I heard you talk about 
some of our evangelical and our preachers today. It's a shame that we don't study the word for ourselves. They got dictionaries and wonderful commentaries, and we allow them pulpit pimp to pimp the people. There's this brother in, I call him a brother, mm-hmm. brother in, in New York, who said a million dollar away for the jury was taken off of him in church. <laughs> yeah. What do you need with a million dollars worth for jury on in church? What do you need with a million dollar jury? I wonder why why uh rappers uh, when they get a little money they go buy this chain called fifty, seventy five thousand dollar, this hundred thousand dollar watch. Man, send somebody to college. Send some poor kids mm-hmm. to college. Go start investing in, 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 in apartment complexes. You know, mm-hmm. go buy something that's going to make you money back. But we go and go buy all this bling and all this other stuff. You know, you want to buy a Bentley. No, buy you a nice home, pay cash for it, buy your parents a home, and then you go get you some apartments and you go where you can make your money back. You invest your money. We are mm-hmm. not willing to do it. We allow that these thieves in the pulpit, they're no more than thieves to me. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I've been pastoring, and I will talk about them, because they're no good liars. Mm-hmm. I could never do what they do, because they're liars. God told them someone to buy me a $62 million jet. God didn't tell them nothing. <laughs> that was a lie from the piss of hell. That person wanted it. And then they had this little brother. I had a friend of mine. She sent me this thing. This little brother on on, on YouTube telling his congregation, oh, talking about he been wanting to watch. <laughs> the people ain't bought him a watch. Call the people poor and all kind of names. You ain't got nothing. Mm-hmm. I just actually been a whole year asking for a watch. And I'm going, this cannot be the truth. But it's the truth. <laughs> then he had to come back and apologize to the people because I guess the people start leaving the church. I mean, um, here there's Cliff Dollar. Now he said, uh, get rid of his tapes and his books. Burn them. Huh? Cause he, well, he done made, uh, made about $50 million off the people, not counting get, get, getting his salary. So he <laughs> his children said, he said, why don't you pay the people back for the money that you 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 yeah. beat them out out of line to them? Yeah. Uh, when when those and some people may not want to hear me say it, but I'm gonna say it because it it, it it's, it's you could Google it, Google crooked preachers, <laughs> and the first person you're gonna come up with is Bishop T D J. Just go ahead on Google it. It's right there. All the stuff is right there at your hand. If you want to ever find out something, you can Google it. And they will tell you exactly about that person. It's just so much going on. And I wanted to make that statement about the queen. The queen didn't want nothing to do with Israel. They're a fake group of people. Okay? They're they're not the real Israelites. (laughs) And they are horrible people that treat other races like animals. Mm-hmm. That's them. They treat other races of people like animals. Just the same way the colonizers did with uh, in the uh, transatlantic slave trade. 
they are they have nothing to do with the country over there. They have nothing to do with North Africa. And that's all the Holy Land is, North Africa. They did not have the Suez Canal, which was built in 1900, that, that divided those two places from touching together. So mm-hmm. it, it's a lot of things that we need to teach our children. And most of all, quit killing one another. Get your education. I talked to Brother George earlier, and we were talking about how our children, out of ignorance, don't want to get education. They want to go around talking about their thugs. I'm a gangster. And then half of them want to be rappers, and you don't have a good 150 rappers that's really making money, and that's making money in the United States. They have better chance of playing pro football, pro basketball, pro baseball than being a rapper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look it up. It's 330 million Americans. And find out how many pro football there are players there. Are. And find out how many pro basketball players. Then ask how many rappers that make money. And you say, wow, I do better trying to play baseball, basketball, <laughs> football, than ever even trying to trying to be a, a a rapper. But that's all we go out after. We need to give. If you want to be a rapper or, or athlete, you need to get your education while you're in college. If you don't want to go to college, go get you a trade, and at night, go get in the studio, but have a trade, have a plan A and a plan B. I want to be mm-hmm. a rapper, but I know if I don't make it, I need to be making money. Mm-hmm. I need a trade. So it, it's things that we could do. We have anyone else would like to ask a question. It's open. Uh, uh, give some some feedback. Uh, teach us something new. I'm not the only one that is, that's able to teach because I get a lot of information from other folk that, that I can lean on and show me different information. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there anybody else that would like to share with us tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Well, sound like I have someone out there. Uh, is well, there someone would like to share? Uh, that's me, Doctor Kemp. I'm, I'm still here. I was allowing someone else an opportunity to speak, but I don't know. Uh, well, well, go ahead. If if, if I don't, I, I heard someone, but uh, they didn't come in. So, uh, go ahead. Well, uh, back to what you were saying about the skills and the education. Uh, right here, our uh, mayor and the district attorney and all those individuals, the doctors and stuff, are coming out with a program, and uh, they're realizing that uh, uh, that the individuals who are involved in the in this mm-hmm. crime, this, this uptick in crime, most of them are uneducated and unskilled. And uh, the, the the next thing that they're saying when I get to what they're doing, uh, opening up mental health services because the uh, mental health hospitals have been closed for decades uh, 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 in this area. And then it's showing up that these individuals have some real mental issues that need to be addressed, but because they don't have access to, 
to uh, the medical uh, facilities that they need. And because they are mentally ill, they don't know how to go and seek out that type of help because it's not in one general area where the court could say, oh, uh, 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 the doctor could say, you got to go here. Mm-hmm. The court could say, you go there. Or the family could take them there. That don't exist anymore. So you have all of these individuals who are unskilled, uneducated, and then they suffer with mental disabilities, but there's no way to, to, to get it treated and addressed where they could function intelligently and profitably within our communities, neighborhood, cities, and states, you know what I'm saying, and the society today, because you can't tell, as the old folks say, you know you can't tell a crazy person that they're crazy. Because they're crazy. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's the truth, you know. And and, and that's where we are right now in, in the dilemma. Because uh, again, I state that two things are not happening in the community, and and in, it starts at the house. I remember when I was a kid, it was mandatory that you baptize your children. I baptized my children, but it's not. Uh, it's not a household thing anymore. There ain't that many baptisms going on at the churches like it used to be. Mothers and fathers aren't taking their children to the church in mass numbers like it used to be. Even if they didn't attend every Sunday, they brought their children to church and baptized them. But that's not happening anymore. We're having a a real struggle with uh, uh, our moral base right now in the community and that's a, a, a lot of the problem a lot of the problem is that uh, we, we, we uh, they say we, we our communities have lost the love uh, uh, for the Lord we've lost, lost that love for God watch that blowing that thing and, 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 and that, that that's what I wanted, wanted to uh, mention when you, he was mentioning about uh how the young folks is just we 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 killing them. they killing each other for no reason. Uh, uh, it just don't make. And, and, and to, it, once you become mm-hmm. mature, and, and like the Bible say, they thinking like children. They are doing childish things, but when they come to their adulthood, when they become adults, they gonna put away childish things. And I know a lot of them who have been incarcerated will tell can, can tell them. Tell those young kids, you really, really, really don't understand what you're doing. All I can do is tell you stop because it's not profitable to you. But they don't understand that. Like like you say, Dr. Kemp, uh, they don't understand that we need as many, uh, all of these uh, uh, injuries and, and, and wrecks and shootings and stuff that we have in our community. We need more doctors and nurses and medical people now more than ever. But. Amen. It's not being taught. It's mm-hmm. not being taught, but they don't see the need. But they don't want to let their buddies work on them when they get in a wreck, a shot, or hurt. Uh, their kids get get hurt or something like that. Them parents don't. They want to rush them to the hospital. Well, if that's the case, you should be definitely bearing down on your children to be educated and skilled because that's what's important in life. That's what's important. Uh, uh, thank you. That, that, that's all I have to say. Well, I, I appreciate you for for sharing uh, what you did, and I think that instead of bringing the kids from the universities to talk to the impoverished kids who 
uh, many are dropouts and different other things that you mm-hmm. bring somebody that's on that that could they can relate to somebody from off the street. You know, you Amen. and I both have friends that've been in prison forty years for murder, and yeah. they get out, and they mm-hmm. can talk to the kids. We know some people that uh, that came out of our neighborhood that these young kids wouldn't want to meet in a prison setting because <laughs> they were dead. They, they, their life, their life, or their their manhood could be taken at any time. Uh, yeah. The guys, are, uh, uh, so many of them are getting out now, and uh, they had natural life, but some of them are coming home. That, that by the favor and the grace of God, some of them are coming mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. and they will tell the kids that they were they spent forty years, thirty seven years of their life behind bars in a maximum yeah. security prison, and what it's like. And you know, you don't need to experience that. You go in in your in, in your thirties or your twenties, and you come out mm. in your sixties. Your whole life. Mm. Is behind bars yeah, and, and working please. out and working out in slave farm fields in Louisiana. They will put mm. you in the field and mm. uh, have you like you're on a plantation and with mm-hmm. horses with, with with shotguns riding over you. But the, the family have broken down. It's a breakdown of the family. <laughs> if the, the men not taking care of the children, they're not staying there. If you're not with the lady. Be there and raise the child. Be in that child life. Make sure that child, and when that child is doing wrong, be there and let the child know that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Let the child know that they're headed the wrong way. So many men want to say, I'm I'm that baby daddy. But mm-hmm. you can't be the daddy unless you're taking care of the child. <laughs> a baby mama, baby daddy, yeah. You could be that, but what are you doing? You, you you know you had nothing but a sperm donor, mm. and so all the values and morals that we grew up with, they don't have it anymore. There's no no men, and you know uh, some people say my uncle, my my aunt, my my what you call them, helped raise me and did did different things. And no respect for elderly. I I just can't can't fathom how low certain people are. They have no respect for elders, and so uh, with that, I, I mean it, it, it's a shame. And as I say, I started off talking about, about about the queen, and I was telling about those sad things that she was she done. But I do take her take on the way she treated Israel, because they were they, they even the day. And I want to say this before before we we, we get off there. Puerto Rico is uh, in uh, St. Croix and the Virgin Islands. You have American Virgin Islands. You have British Virgin Islands. They are uh, 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 U.S. territory, American or U.S. territory. They're not a state, but they're a territory. And all they pay taxes and everything else. But I want to see how much money we're going to send them after sending all these billions of dollars, billions of dollars to uh, to Israel, sending hundreds of billion dollars to Ukraine, let me see how you're going to treat your own people. I know you don't treat blacks right, African Americans right. Uh, after we've fought in every war and been mistreated, 
I mean, you know, from 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 World War One to the Civil War to War the Spanish American, uh, the Indian War to 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 World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam. I don't care if it, if it was uh when it went over and arrived a uh, desert storm and all this other wars, the Afghanistan, blacks still coming back and getting shot down on the street, fighting to get equal rights. And the most, uh, you know, uh, if you won't really shut white folk up or you're talking to a white person, say these words to them, tell them, and see if they're going to want you to explain it. And it's so simple to explain. I do it all the time just for the fun to see if they could come back and tell me I'm wrong. Uh, because if, if you know the definition, they say about being patriotic. Well, yeah, that that being patriotic, not flying a flag. A patriot that's one that's willing to die for his country, willing to stand up and 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 to represent a country. Well, uh, African American men are the most patriotic people in America, who have fought on every battlefield, mm-hmm. lost their life, won all kind of medals. And it takes 50 years or 70 years to get the medal, but you win all kind of bravery medals, come back home, and then still be treated like a second-rate citizen. If that's not, if that's not, not, not patriotic, come here. We're the only people that have to deal with that. So when I say things like that, uh, tell them about all that the African-American male have to deal with and all the things they've done. And then you tell, tell and see what they can. They come back and say and say, you know, we've been lynched, hung, burned, did everything to us, and we still go and fight for a country that hates us. And it's a shame that what you call we're still getting beaten, shot down in the streets. We still don't get the equal job. Now some of them gonna try to tell you that that you do get good job. No, the federal government mandate that you have to. By, by affirmative action that you have to give some of us a couple jobs. But as a whole, we don't get the job that, that whites get in comparison to those jobs. We do not get those jobs. Point blank, slam dunk. Amen. Uh, we have anyone else would like to add anything to it before we end with the prayer? Anybody want to add something? Uh, uh, take away. Uh, I just like to say I don't know if my cousin he was on last last uh last week. Lindell Ferdinand from Highland, Texas, right outside of Houston, was on and he shared with us last week and if he's listening, I wanna thank him for tuning in to our, our broadcast. He he may be a little shy to say something, but he was tuned in, uh, Brother George last week. And he really enjoyed the show. He even spoke. Yep, I missed it. Yeah. Amen. Um, I'm going to ask our facilitator to do have anything he'd like to ask and share before we leave with a prayer. I'd uh, just like to thank everybody for listening in that's, that's on the line, didn't, didn't want to say anything, but uh, thank you for tuning in. God bless you and your families, Brother George. And uh, everyone that's listening, your cousin that's listening, God bless everyone. And Dr. Kim, we love you, sir. God bless you. And everyone, continue to break chains. Amen.
Amen. Well, I, I want to take this time just to give you a, a special thanks to uh, to Pastor William. And I, I, I'm going to mm-hmm. ask something. And I'm not asking anything from myself, mm-hmm. but I want Pastor, I want Pastor to give his cash out because he, he, the things that he do and he pays for for this podcast on his own. Amen. And it's my prayer that if he give a cash out, if there's no more than ten, twenty, thirty, if you have more to send to him, I pray that I'm gonna let him give his cash out, send something to him. You could tune in on Mondays and Thursdays and Tuesdays. He's right here on Saturday's prayer session. He continuously to uplift the name of the Lord. And he's not getting paid for it. And, and I don't want us people to say we paying him, but I would like to see people start giving something to him that he continued to to uh, come on the air and continue Amen. to teach and, and guide God's people because he's truly a God-sent man. I, I love the brother. Since we, we met up, I love him like a little brother to me and um, his family. So, uh, uh, Pastor, would you give your cash app so they know those who are tuned in would know how they could uh, send something to you? Amen. Hey, hey, hey mm-hmm. uh, it's actually a cash app, and it's uh, the you know the, the hashtag dollar sign the dollar sign Y A T L I V E all caps yet live uh, dollar sign Y A T live. That's the ministry young adults talk. Uh, that money goes straight to the ministry, and that's what all the money's for. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. God bless each and every one. I'm thankful for those who tuned in tonight, and I, I pray that you continue to tune in. It doesn't cost you anything. The things that I do, I love studying uh, God's Word. I love studying about uh, black, about African Americans. I love studying about Africa. Because I'm more than just African American, my ancestors were African. I was raised in America, and this America is my home. But at the same time, I know what my bloodline is, and I know that uh, I have African descendants, just like so many Caucasians say that they're, they're proud to be German. They're proud to be Irish. I'm proud to be an African. I am proud. I love my color. I love my lips. I love my nose. I love my color. And no one can take that pride out of my heart. I love everybody, black, white, rich, or poor. But I love my people since they seemed that they hated everywhere. I love them. And why do you hate me? You for you can't think of why you hate me. It's just something that's born and bred in so many Caucasians where they hate you for no reason at all. No reason at all. You never mistreated them. They mistreated you, but they hate you, and they're the ones who do all the mistreating. They are the, the ones who did all the savage things but yet they hate you. Who, who all these uh, uh, dehumanizing deeds were perpetrated upon? 
So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come in the matchless name of Jesus. We just want to say thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Pastor Williams and the program and ministries that he set forth to give. We pray that something said something done that gave us more knowledge of Africans, about the blacks, and about, uh, about the word of God, about creation, about the origin of man, about things that's going on in the world today. I thank you, Lord, and I thank you, Lord, for Brother George, as he always come forth to share and to try to uh, give some wisdom and knowledge to those who are listening. And so I ask that you would bless him and his family. And, Lord, I ask that you bless every family, that those who are listening, build them where they're going down, Lord, strengthen them where they're weak, lead and guide them, Lord, in the way that you would have them to go. And continue to lead us. Let us go and strive to be better humans to one another. And, Lord, let us remember the only time that we look down on a person if we've been in now to pick them up. Oh, I thank you, Lord, and I praise you, Lord. Bless our going out and bless our coming in. Lord, bless us, bless our mother, fathers, sisters, brothers, <coughs> cousins, and bless all Christians, Lord. Oh, I thank you and I praise you. And, Lord, as we leave this podcast, we pray we never leave far from your presence. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with the love of God and the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit rest and abide with us henceforth and forevermore. And God's children said amen, amen, amen. Mm-hmm. I love everybody, black, white, rich, and poor, and it's never anything you can do about it. Much love. We out. People, I love you. We're a family. Yeah, you and me. Hey, we'll make it through it out. No matter what the cost. We're a family. Yeah, you and me. We'll make it through the pain, the rain, and all the trouble by ourselves. Day, 
beautiful word to say. Have a beautiful place for kids to run. Yeah, you and me, hey, we'll make it through it all. No matter what the cost, we're family. Yeah, you and me, hey, we'll make it through the pain and rain and all the trouble by Thank you for taking a listen this evening. You've been listening to History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp right here on Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Heard every Tuesday right here at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. YAT Radio logs on to leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence, teaching you about who you are and whose you are. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp every Tuesday on YAT Radio where we are breaking chains. God bless and thanks for listening to Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Listen every night as we live stream on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash YAT Radio. Or call in live 858-357-9137. Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence.